0: Ready. Because once you start, there's now going back. Yeah. Unless we, unless you a- make a mistake a- and then we'll go back. Uh, uh. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to today's uh, episode of Islam Trinity's Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Salman Bat, and I'm very pleased to uh, introduce our guest today. He is none other than Sheikh Doctor Uthman latif Very close, salamalakum. Very close uh, friend, brother and teacher to us. Uh, here and Osman uh, has the unique accolade of being the very first ever guest on uh, unscripted. We did this, I think, two or three years ago, mm-hmm. um, and that back in the day when podcasts were just audio, um, I went to his house and we had a nice, good old chat. alhamdulillah But uh, he's mm-hmm. come a long way since then, mm-hmm. and so we are hope. <laughs> how's your uh, how's your dopamine? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was just saying that, you know, we as human beings, we we transition, we age, we mature. Yeah, <laughs> so last time, last time, anyone who's worked with uh, Dr. Uthman
0: knows that once he gets started in his uh, laughter and his chuckling, mm-hmm. it's very hard for him to stop because, yeah. uh, you know, mashallah, yeah. he's a very uh, bubbly and uh, laughable <laughs> character. He's very good to test out jokes on. he's very, very uh, generous with his laughter. MashaAllah.
1: But, uh, but I think the whole concept is important, the idea of... Uh, of simply transitioning, you know, through life, mm. it isn't only that with the fact that we age through life, because the whole idea of human growth isn't predicated on on a passing through time. Mm. That's something in the Quran that Allah has, makes very beautifully clear for us. If you think about, there are not that many places in the Quran. In fact, where Allah uses, you know, nabat and like the sense of grow, grow growth. Um, there are some cases Allah mentions that. Uh, In Juz Amma and and other places also Uh, But one of the beautiful ones I really love is the the one Concerning Maryam Mm. Because in that case Allah gives us a whole sequence Of what growth is supposed to mean Outside of the way that we might Conceptualize it as you're simply growing up Like you're, what does that mean? I'm getting older? Days yeah. are passing, passing... Getting is closer towards your death. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Like the Saba would say that. They would say, Adam, Adam, anta mm-hmm. dhahba yom, dhahba You're just a collection of days. If a day leaves you, a part of you is also left to you. You're growing up, but you're leaving something behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole idea would be that you're gaining something that's more mm-hmm. more purposeful, more transcendental, more meaningful, more purposeful. Yeah. Um, but in Maryam's example, it's... Uh, because, you know, you have the aspiration of the mother, Hannah, yeah. you know, then you have the fact that she gives birth to a girl, and and she doesn't see that as a kind of, a, as such a remarkable impediment. It mm-hmm. could be in social terms, because if you're in Jerusalem, and you give, I mean, what a girl supposed to do in medieval Jerusalem? Uh, you know, I mean, she, uh, boys could be scribes, could be teachers, could be orators, could be scholars. Mm-hmm. A girl couldn't do all those things at least, uh, they would have a different role in society. Mm. Later on, however, during the emergence of, of what we might call Christianity you know, in, in medieval Jerusalem, women have had a role in, in, in monasteries. So the monastic tradition spread. Uh, you had the, the birth of major, major religious... This was a revival, mm. in fact. Even, even Mariology, in fact, was a religious... You call it a cult now. Wow. Uh, if you stand on the uh, Mount of Olives... And you reflect on the symbolism of, you know, of the graves of the of the tombs of like the Church of Saint Anne, Mary of Magdalene. You would have women who would come and venerate at the tombs, uh, wearing like cloaks and hoods. It's a very kind of uh, iconic, um, mm-hmm. Mary, Mary, Maryified, how would you call it, image. And that was called the cult of Mariology. I say, and it's a
0: habit that she started.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, 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 she didn't start it. I mean, yeah. it wasn't. a habit, nuns? You're a genius. Yeah. No. No. You're just a genius. No, not just a, just a pretty face. I learned from you so many things, honestly. It's such an honor to be. I
0: tell you that all the time.
1: I feel it. I feel it. And so it wasn't just, uh, mm. it wasn't, so Therefore, <laughs> they would have a purpose and a place.
0: Now. Okay. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Anyone who knows uh, Dr. Uthman knows obviously that, you <laughs> know, he's a, he's a historian and, you know, your, your, your speciality was, um, you know, crusade, uh, history. And more recently you've been doing research into empathy and conflict. And, um, I, I like speaking to Osman Bay often because not just because uh, he loves he he laughs at my jokes very easily, but because um, he he brings a a kind of uh, subtlety and I don't I don't like this word it's, it's been abused a lot but nuance when um, analyzing things and and reading and he encourages reading and reflecting and and and, and studying uh, particularly uh, you know literature and stuff. And um, I wanted to I wanted to get some of your thoughts on uh, what's happening in the Muslim world today, okay? In terms of um, the, the othering and the dehumanization of Muslims, in particular India, and we've seen what's happening in the, with the Uyghurs, uh, the Uyghurs in um, East Turkestan and, and uh, pretty much all over the world, you know. And uh, Uthman has a lot of. Um, insights he can give to that And hopefully now he's, his dopamine levels Would have uh, <laughs> reduced a bit So he's able to speak to us again
1: Alhamdulillah <laughs> <laughs> Allah in the Quran says It's Allah, Allah who makes you laugh Allah, Allah, Allah makes Allah. you cry you know, so yeah. We thank Allah for that emotion And yeah. that's something beautiful That makes us human uh, yeah. also At the same time um, I don't have a lot of anything and you, you say that I don't have a lot But I think one of the I tell you something about myself. I mean, when I in 2011, when I finished my, my PhD, um, I had this almost kind of uh, euphoric moment. I was uh, I was teaching a text called uh, *Burial at Thebes* by Seamus Heaney, and it's in fact an, a, a rewrite of an ancient play called *Antigone*. This is going back to three or four BC and um and the story of Antigone that Hini rewrote by the way after 2003 after the war in Iraq mm. um he, it kind of tells a story of, of an emperor called Creon and he has people in his army and there's two brothers one's fighting in his army one's fighting and the other and other army uh, uh, the, the, the other side other side mm. <laughs> and uh, so they both get killed in the battle and the whole the whole point uh, so Creon he has this edict and he says that the one died fighting for him is going to be buried at Thebes mm-hmm. like this special place of veneration where people die and they get mm-hmm. buried and the one died fighting against him is not allowed to be buried it's a very very important concept for us to understand I think now in our world today the idea that the denial of of a person's sense of ontological being your yeah. your sense of self not allowed to be buried means you're not allowed to be uh, uh, remembered not allowed to be acknowledged not allowed mm-hmm. to be saluted not allowed to be mourned over all of these things are denied in that whole concept of denial of burial at thebes and so the whole begins with with uh, with the two sisters of these two brothers one's called mm-hmm. antigone one's called ismin and antigone is running home and she's saying ismin ismin have you heard the news um that you know uh, d- uh they both our brothers were killed but one's not allowed to be buried and the whole play is about Antigone trying to bury her brother. Mm. <coughs> now, Seamus Heaney, in one of his articles, he explained one of his purposes of reasons, you know, the, the, the raison d'etre of, of rewriting that play. An, an ancient play, Antigone, mm. was motivated by the war in Iraq. Mm. And so I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I've spent, Alhamdulillah, a lot of years, and uh, history is extremely important. And even what we're talking about now is, in fact, history. Mm. Um, but I just felt this moment, thinking, "My God, what am I doing with my life?" I had that kind of—we like, all do have that sometimes in life. I I think have fun every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, uh, and I, I just, I just felt that I'm mean, here is uh, a non-Muslim, and you know, and a, mm-hmm. you know, hats off to him for taking up such a, a good task. And he wanted to show through the war in Iraq and this text the uh, the the notion of um, of a kind of a, a worthy and an unworthy victim framing mm-hmm. and he says that what's happening is that if you take the war in iraq you can have victims but but in our kind of uh, conception of them we we don't see them as a worthy victims uh worthy enough to be mourned over and yeah. grieved over um and that's very very important you know because what it means is that there's always going to be um you know v- victims or all human beings in the frame of the self you know i was just discussing yesterday about the um about the the, the disney uh movie aladdin aladdin and how aladdin kind of uh you see aladdin is like from you know aladdin. i think that's the original name isn't it? aladdin really? aladdin yeah yeah so, but aladdin becomes al al but mm. al is easy to recognize because it's familiar mm. from a western concept it's familiar name it's kind of al could just be the guy the neighbor next door yeah. uh, and aladdin aladdin in the in the in the cartoon however has a lighter skin right Than all the other arabs mm. and and aladdin is, you know speaks american english yeah. and they all speak like <laughs> they all speak <laughs> like <Yeah>. this <laughs> That's it. and they all look they all look the same yeah. they are all yeah. big you know, big bears With and they, they will have yeah, their swords, you they know. have swords. You know, and Aladdin, he doesn't fit. That. And then Jasmine, which I guess mm. would be from Yasmin. Jasmine, she's also like And she speaks American English as yeah. well. So the whole idea of, of recognizability, we call this human frames of recognizability, you know. Uh, it's by, by which we, let's say in our context as Westerners, uh, could recognize what constitutes a worthy frame of suffering. Mm. And what, what isn't? What is kind of abstracted? What is, what is kind of uh, um, uh, uttered in a sense? What is so uh, uh, odd in, yeah. in someone else's uh, frame of, of mourning or, or suffering? Um, and that really for, for me was my first spark of interest I then mm. began to read a lot around this topic Judith Butler, Susan Sontag And there's so many new ones Barbie, Zaliza and, mm. and so many others who have written uh, amazing works Around this discourse And I think for us uh, Not only in in light of what Muslims undergo In the countries that you've mentioned But also other yeah. human beings mm. India for example The Christians are having a hard time in India All well, at the same time You know, Christians mm. Uh, because the whole Hindutva, which is a very virulent form of uh, of Hindu nationalism, the Hindutva, and then you have they have the like RSS, RSS and the RSS reminds me, in fact, of the Interhomway of of Rwanda, because mm. the RSS is like young people. Enthused by this idea of of uh, we're going to return our country to how it used to be before, and mm. so the whole idea of a w- wapsi, wapsigar, wapsigar is this n- idea of we're going to go, we're going to reconvert like people to go back to where mm. they used to be, they go back home. Meaning it's it's founded on this idea of cleansing. You got to mm. cleanse the the world of, of all of that, or of India of all of that, and to make it pure once again. Um, the inter in Rwanda had a similar kind of notion and Mm -hmm. and it seemed to RSS because RSS have access to the media to the news to the radio broadcast Bollywood yeah Bollywood and different different, that's it they they disseminate these narratives through those mediums and those channels and they of Mm -hmm. course influence people uh, the Interahamwe in Rwanda in the dreadful years of 1994 and the months preceding would use similar kind of media yeah. outlets to try and dehumanize. But it's much easier otherings. to make
0: something go viral now,
1: isn't it? Before, it no, was, it's yeah, it's it haunting. It's yeah. just absolutely haunting. I mean, in those days, okay, people would struggle because they wouldn't even have radios. Yeah, they had to find the batteries, they had to make the things you mm-hmm. know themselves, and it was harder for them. But the whole point is that the the message uh, of of dehumanization, othering. Mm. It's, so uh, mm-hmm. it's so contagious. It's so contagious. It's it's like a plague. So in and, and the vocabulary is the same. And this you'll find this uh, similar in all examples of, of dehumanization. The 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 Tutsis were called cockroaches, vermin. Mm. The Muslims of India called cockroaches and vermin. Mm. Uh, same with the Jews in Nazi, Nazi Germany. Germany. You know, uh, in Bosnia, the Muslims uh, were called mm. cockroaches, vermin. And a cockroach is is, is a even pest.
0: Kate, Kate Hopkins, for example,
1: that's right. Uh, Kate Hopkins, is the same thing, refugees. Yeah. exactly as, as cockroaches. Yeah. And a cockroach is a pest. Yeah. You don't like it because it's ugly and it's a pest and it needs to be removed. And that's everyone knows that. And that's and you're,
0: how you're programmed, almost in your kind of limbic
1: system response to react negatively to it, Absolutely. to step on it, Absolutely. to Absolutely. run away from Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And this is a thing. So. It's uh, so therefore you know Muslims are, are, are really suffering in India because of this. It's different forms of otherness. You know, one of them is, is a structural otherness, mm-hmm. um, because it's a denial of a place, isn't it? It's a den- denial of your presence in a specific place, and so entire like Kashmir is a good example, or Assam. What's happening in mm-hmm. Assam? The denial of uh, of of residents of nationality um uh the so you call
0: this structural otherness
1: well what what that is structural otherness is that it's um it's an othering through a denial of of a place or of a space uh, we might see that in in a bigger term in with respect to what we're describing but even for example let's say the um the the wall separating the palestinians mm-hmm. in occupied palestine that's an example Renga. of as yeah, well. that's right. Not it, belonging. That's right. Uh, African Americans in, in ghettoized yeah. communities is structural otherness. Mm. Um, you know, uh, but but saying that, however, our lack of appreciation for elderly, mm. for mentally ill, mentally sick, uh, you know, is example are examples of structural otherness because that means we've cordoned them off mm. in our in our mental mm. framing, that they, they don't belong with us, that they're somewhere else outside of us. They're over there, but they're not here. And these concepts of here and there are very, very crucial. Mm-hmm. Here and there. You know, Allah uses them. Allah wa Akbar. I mean, so, in so many amazing ways. I was just thinking, subhanAllah, mm-hmm. the other well, day.
0: Itifat as well. You know, sorry. When Allah is uh, referring to, for example, the disbelievers uh, in the second person, and then he'll switch to the third person yes. as, uh, to indicate a kind of. Uh, <laughs> salhum uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, do you have uh, some yeah. kind of a book that you'll uh, rhetorically asking the yes. disbelievers do you have some kind of you know um uh, packed with me that yeah. you know you'll be saved on the, the right direction. And then Allah says, "Ask them ask which them. one of them will." Yeah. Allah so that's Allah a kind of uh, moving away. Yeah. Il-tifat of that's true. That's true. Uh, likewise, bringing someone closer. A beautiful way that, that
1: the yeah. closeness element is is brought together. It's beautiful uh, narrative in Surah of in the Quran uh, concerning Sulaiman uh, alayhi salam and the ants. You know hmm. because. In one verse, Allah is saying, "You know, There are three times in the Quran this this phrase is used, that they're all uh, assembled, you know, mm-hmm. together. And and two of them are concerning Yom Al-Qiyamah; they're all going to be assembled before Allah. And this is the third one. This is the other one that's not Yom Al-Qiyamah. And Allah is saying that Suleiman's army of humans and jinn and birds are all gathered before Him. So, what comes to your mind if you think of? Uh, of a place of power, might, civilization, you know, grandeur, like, you know, all of these things and and then Allah changes it immediately. And Allah says, Hatta ida ato naml," until they come to the valley of that. You don't, Doctor Salman, always live and, in I Yeah. I mean you know we don't always live in the same place. And I don't mean that in a sense of we don't live in the same demographic place or space all the time. I don't mean that. I mean that mentally we're not always in the same place and everything is in flux. Everything, everything in our entire mm-hmm. being is in flux. Allah in the Quran says, Watilkal ayam, Nu Nas, these are days we alter amongst the people. But a lot is altering. I mean it isn't just one thing altering. Mm-hmm. A lot is altering. Our minds, mental states, our state of heart, our state of being, our state of physical everything is altering in the passing of time. Mm-hmm. So Allah is saying then, until they come to the valley of the ants. No, and, and the chapter, by the way, is called Surah An-Naml, the chapter of the ants, mm-hmm. right? The ants. And Allah says... Something um, materi- materially is, is very small. That's and it. You might think insignificant. That's it. But it's extremely... Even mm-hmm. so much so that Allah named the surah after the ants. Qalat mm-hmm. An-Namlatun, the female ant spoke and says... O ants, enter your homes. Mm-hmm. And notice... It's not a house, dar manzil bayt, it's second. It's a, a second. That's it. Yeah. What makes a home a house is empathy, yeah. warmth, love, yeah. place, protection, all of these things make, and it's even funny. the ants, therefore, the, the smallest, the most, you might think, unworthy, still yeah. have a place of belonging, a sense yeah. of space, sense of importance, worth, you know. And so, um, and then Suleiman, you know. And then he said, Because Suleiman could crush you and his army, could, and you won't perceive it. Mm-hmm. Now that's in a very internalized oh, state no. now. That's also a transitioning because it's a transitioning of mood, of feeling. Yeah, maybe in the beginning it was. And by the way, Allah says, "Well, is فعلة. It's not like Firaun Yeah, is active because yeah. mm. <laughs> <laughs> He gathered and he yeah. arranged. <laughs> you see, the isn't that case, yeah. It's all done for him. You know, yeah. and he's kind of the, the passive recipient of all of this. Um, but in but but the key thing is, so we have a space of hair. A space of there and a space of elsewhere in the discourse of special identities. Mm-hmm. And so when he smiled and he laughed at what the aunt just said, uh, قال, he made a dua to Allah, Rabbi, my Lord, inspire me. Mm-hmm. So that the elsewhere space for us as Muslims is a, is a key one because everything must connect back to Allah. Mm, Isn't it? Every encounter, every realization, every thing that you're witnessing, spectacle, must connect back to. What does it mean in light of, of Allah mm. subhanahu wa ta'ala? So. <laughs>
0: alaikum guys. Sorry to butt in. Eh? But if you're enjoying this podcast, please head over to islamtunancy.com forward slash donate to help us make more. And if you're not enjoying it, head over anyway and help us make better ones. So in terms of um, like dehumanization, a lot of people they they everyone kind of instinctively recognizes the fact that okay the way some people are spoken about is othering is you know um, drawing a wedge between them and us you know this uh, over there and over here this in group and out group and um, sometimes it's okay benign okay like this is my team that I support that's the other team. Sometimes it's a bit more serious, obviously, if there's kind of um, power involved and structural discrimination and so forth. But one way some people try to combat that is by trying to rehumanize the dehumanised or the other such as Muslims, for example. You you might have seen the the story that you know people are sharing. I think Ilmfi put it up of you know uh, a Muslim couple mm-hmm. um, just you know helping out. Uh, a young lady who was kind of, you know, yeah. drunk and lost on yeah. New Year's Eve, and you know, they took her in and called her parents, and their parents were like, you know, oh, we used to hate Muslims, but now after seeing this act of kindness, you know, we like Muslims now. You guys are all right, you know, you're not all terrorists or whatever. Um, now, the, as a kind of isolated story, it's very powerful, and it's it, it's one way to rehumanize, right? But as you know, there were some people who are criticizing this, in, in terms of you know that's not how you fix or fight racism, mm. right? Okay. For example, or, or you know, what you, you know might call
1: structural yeah. uh, you othering. You know, well, if, you you know. That. if you imagine, like, look at these paintings on the wall over here. You know, we're alerting people that we're actually in a in a room. <laughs> 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 or this, uh, yeah. or the one behind you. A- Yeah, behind Paintings added in post. <laughs> you see, all of us have a mental canvas. Mm. Like these paintings are painted on a canvas. We all have a mental canvas, okay? To otherize and dehumanize somebody, you have to paint on that canvas with a wide brush and you paint broad strokes, okay? Low resolution. Low resolution, Mm. that's it. So the whole idea is that you're, you're denying an individualization or individuality because if you're painting with wide strokes and broad brushes, that means you're not concerned about uh, small nuances like you know small distinct features mm. of expression because they're all one and the same thing they're all one big like a, a, a like a you know one big problem you know mm. and indistinguishable tha- mass that's it that's it you can't distinguish and that's how humanization begins therefore it begins with
0: and ironically that's how we kind of program to treat
1: pests as swarms that's swarms, exactly, yeah. exactly. I as yeah. all one, like locusts. Yeah. They're all one and in the same. Individuals, but
0: we, we see them as.
1: <laughs> that's it. That's it. So, uh, so therefore, that's so it's happening. Therefore, at a mental level, it's cognitive mm. because you're creating the image of the other in your mind. You know, uh, of what he be, how he behaves, what he does, what he's predisposed to be, to doing, and everything. It's very, it's both easy and hard to dehumanize. I tell you why it's hard for us because it's against your fitrah It's against your fitrah It's against your internal being of goodness That Allah created within you Mm -hmm. To dehumanize somebody else Why? Because whenever you see yourself You're supposed to see somebody else in you And see yourself in somebody else Isn't it? These are human codes Like I mentioned Familiarity We can recognize each other through ourselves mm. um, the same uh, requires a
0: process of kind of indoctrination mm. to move someone away from that it does like, it does. A, it, like it, white supremacy yeah, or
1: that's it so what you have to do is that you have to this is why you know mm. animal uh, like um, uh, like using animal uh, features of dehumanization metaphors of, of animal or like zoomorphism these are mm. very essential because what it does is it shows well they're not actually like you because they're actually more like animals, like savages, like barbarians, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, they they behave like animals. They look like animals. They're different to you, mm. and it's once that difference is created, then it opens up the space of dehumanisation. At mm. I I one point,
0: they were, they were even um, you know put uh, black people in zoos in, in European countries. Well, interesting is one thing I
1: discuss in my book because uh, the the famous case is of a boy of a boy called Otobenga. This is mm-hmm. 1919, if I remember. Otabenga. Otabenga was taken from, he's a pygmy boy, so s- very short. And he was taken from Gambia, in you know, Senegambia, and he was uh, taken to Bronx Zoo in New York. Mm. And uh, he was put out with the orangutans and, and the monkeys, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. uh, and he was kept there. And so he was kind of part of the primates. I mean, he was put there to be part mm. of the pri- exhibition exhibition. The the people they so when the people visitors came the the whole idea was that he is not fully primate not fully monkey nor is he fully human he's kind of something in between Mm. and all he had to do and so they instructed him what you have to do you have to kind of play with the monkeys hold this up you know. And by making don't him give him any rights. That's it. But by making him look like mm-hmm. that, you see, it affected people's perceptions of him until they thought, well, he's actually and it's interesting part. So once Utabenga, it's reported that he began to cry. Very life. powerful. So he had his head in his hands like that and he's weeping. And they realized, you know what, that's that can't be animal like because I cry. We all cry. Mm. That's a human emotion. And then it was a big uproar from the African American community. That how could you do something like this? And then, interesting, like the Times newspaper, the Times Journal, the Times Chronicle, major newspapers took interest in this story. Uh, I argue. I mean, there still it was still kind of uh, kind of uh, uh, couched in 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 a vernacular that you could argue is still dehumanizing him, mm. although there was a more of a sympathy. Projected towards him. Um, the other thing, of course, look at the, look at the Holocaust. In the Holocaust, yeah. the book by Philip Müller, uh, "Eyewitness Auschwitz," is a good example of this. Or even Zvetan Todorov's book, um, "Facing the Extreme: Moral Life in the Concentration Camps," because he says that what the what, what Himmler's idea was, Himmler and Haas and and Adolf Eichmann, was to strip the Jews naked. Mm. Now, in making them in in making them naked. Uh, and starve them, so if they're naked and they're starved, it's much easier for the SS soldiers, for the Nazi soldiers to kill them because they simply don't look like human or they mm. act like they're human because they're scavenging like they're just animals you know and they don't and humans wear clothes so they're, they're out of their normal normative frame, therefore they they're not fully human, mm. therefore it's easy for them to, to be killed. A very good book I would recommend you we all read is a book uh, I wrote I, I, I many, many years ago called A is for Ox. Is A for Ox, Dr. Saman? No. Think. Come on, think. A is for Ox. Think about it. Think. Work. Your mind works really. Come on.
0: I feel this is a good question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the author yeah. is Barry Sanders is American. Okay, he's so now makes sense. Yeah, I, mean, uh, <laughs> I kept the vital information <laughs> <Thanks>. from <him. laughs> so you. Yeah. In <laughs> yeah. It's for Arcs. It's for Arcs. That's it. So it's a good book. I mean, he discusses uh, gangs in America in the 1990s, you know, gang culture and, and shootings, and literacy, important. Mm. So he connects these two things. And he says that, the, for example, the most famous weapon uh, for gangs in the 1990s was a weapon called Cobra M11 could fire like a thousand rounds a minute or something I
0: think Mahmoud has one of them
1: And so he says that the whole purpose is that for the gangster making the hit it, it isn't to simply kill your target, it is to create an, 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 a, a kind of a, a mess it's to obliterate, to terminate to annihilate and he says that the gangsters, when they're caught, these murderers, they never use words like kill or like die. You need sort of like simplistic words for them. Use words know, like, like destroy. Or destroy, or annihilate, yeah, terminate, yeah. obliterate, you know. Um, and then
0: kill means you're assigning life to that thing in the first place. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. And then what he does, I remember Barry Sanders, is he, had, he had kind of asks his question. He says, what would you do if you took one of these individuals uh, and you put him in a room? Like in a cell, okay? He says, by the way, it's very likely that the people who are doing this don't have uh, access to literature, or they Mm. don't read, or they don't like, they they play, they have, if they're in a, uh, maybe, he's speaking about that time, you know, Allah knows best how it is today, maybe it's worse, Allah knows best, maybe it's better, but he says they don't have access to uh, literature, they're just going to have computer games, you know, satellite TV, drugs, you know, in their homes, and that's kind of. What year was this? He wrote this? Uh, I can't remember exactly, but I'm assuming it's going to be early 2000s, you know, perhaps. Um, But what he says, and he says, if you put one of these people in a room and you made him read a book Mm -hmm. like an autobiography, and he mentions that specifically, he said because what's going to happen is that for for the for the first moment they're going to be encountered, they're going to encounter another human life, and they're going to realize that the barrel to which I'm pointing pointing towards. Uh, i'm not pointing towards a thing i'm pointing towards someone like me mm. who also has a mother also has a father has children has mm. hopes and dreams and fears and anticipations and and all of these things um and these can come out at a very fitra based level yeah. you know some of you might quite shocked so one of the things uh, one of the big things i look at is uh, is the refuseniks the refuseniks are those who refuse to serve in the idf in in, in israel you know mm. they refuse to serve and so um because they have uh, some empathy. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, the whole idea is that they a Conscience. they have a conscience. I mean, yeah. they, they witness injustice, you know, yeah. and they witness you know such such horrendous mistreatment of the Palestinians that it affects them, you know, at a very inner level. That they, this can't be what makes us humans, you know. And um, so I think that it's it's both difficult to dehumanize because it's fitra based, mm. but it's also very easy. Depending on how you've been programmed, you know, and how you're now perceiving, of the other, and so. Um, so we can, I mean, focus on
0: individual, you know, like this chessboard here. You can get a pawn and say, you know, um, try to rehumanize yourself. Try to give him a book or her a book or teach them that they've been brainwashed or whatever or to, to to otherize people. But the the whole chessboard isn't going. Is is that how it works or? Because I have, I feel sometimes that you need both. You need the micro approach, and you need the macro structural approach That's as for well. For sure, for sure, absolutely. Um, so, and and either camp, um, I mean, you know, people are naturally going to be inclined towards one more than the other because of their interests, their personality, or whatever. But I think it's 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 mistaken for one to criticize the other, you know, because the person involved in you know fighting someone's a structurally anti-racist who's you know, um, uh, maybe in the academy or in politics or whatever, they're, they're, they're working on structural issues. For them to then look at a post like that, uh, of, you know, one person rehumanizing himself or his people to an individual and, and, you know, fixing their problem, they might look down upon that and say, you know, that's not how you fix a problem. But then the person who is involved in grassroots kind of individual activism and da'wah and that kind of stuff... He might look down upon the person doing the structural, political things as some kind of seller or whatever um, I think you need both,
1: no, you know, you I need think both Yeah, for, for a sure, a I, th- I think both play um, I used to give you an example because uh, it was about what we were talking about Because you mentioned the single example yeah. of the, the men who saved The girl who was uh, I think drunk after a night yeah, out yeah. on New Year's and, and it's one single narrative you know, but it had an effect because it changed people's perceptions of, of Muslims, what they stand for and the values. But it's a very important one because remember that could that could represent the seeds of yeah. a generational change. Because if it's two parents, you know, and they've encountered Muslims for the first time, then yeah. this is gonna affect how they're gonna teach their children, their grandchildren, yeah. their yeah. neighbors. Yeah. So one seed could represent a generational change in fact. So we should never see that mm-hmm. as as, as a so that's how
0: many, you know, huge things happen by individuals. Yeah, I mean, we, sure the way we <laughs> we learn history is, Salahuddin, you know, he he liberated al Quds but it wasn't salahuddin by himself it was every individual no, in the army in absolutely. the you know writing the poems writing the mm. whatever making the arrows and all that kind of stuff yeah. fashioning the swords and yeah. forging the swords a, a good example i and give just for this point
1: you mentioned is i give the example of ali ibn al sulami you know ali ibn Tahir mm. he, he wrote the first uh, sc- scholastic response to the crusades called kitab al jihad um, and he had like, you uh, had art. you had like these public readings in in many of the centers, Or like schools, you know, sorry, mosques and mm-hmm. madrasas, uh, sometimes like in, in gardens, you know. Um, but his book that was written early, he died in 1105 uh, and 1099, Al Quds was taken, it didn't have much of a response. You know, people didn't pay that much attention to it. Uh, there were more important ones. Abdul Ibn Mubarak also has Kitab al Jihad, and he was mm-hmm. more. Renowned, Earlier of course, on. And of, early on, and he's he's part of the the great Islamic early tradition, and mm-hmm. and he's very well known. And uh, but interestingly, what happened is that in the in the decades that ensued afterwards, um, a sulami still wasn't that important. Yeah, uh, I, I don't even think Ibn Mubarak's text was that important. I, I don't think it was. I think by that time, people like Ibn Asakir had authored the. the Atari tarikh and they had their own things happening and that mm-hmm. was very really popular because it was commissioned by Din Zengi but interestingly in 1187 um, you know before Al-Quds was recaptured uh, and I think during the time of the Battle of Hittin, uh, they, they they used a tsunami's text <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, they used his text. he was dead long before that of course, but they used his text as a kind of a final push that we're going to recapture and of course he's naming the Crusaders, he's calling them mm. Alfran, he's calling them. He even says that they're coming on a jihad against us. So he used that yeah. word jihad you know. but it's interesting how uh, I mean he could never have imagined but it was a seed that he had planted. Mm that was focused on the recapture of Al Quds and 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 that kind of won the day at the end. So should never undermine even the smaller efforts. But of course but like you mentioned, for for that to be tackled there has to be kind of a a national and international response to that. Mm. The media plays a very big role, politicians play a very big role.
0: I mean it's not enough for someone just to be not racist themselves and not dehumanizing actually someone else. I think that, that you know a lot of um, people say that uh, a lot of people in anti- anti-racism struggles they say it's not enough to be not racist right. you have to be anti-racist you have to be you have to actively try and um, you know fight this dehumanization and, and othering and, and part of that is is, is rehumanizing I think no? absolutely yeah, absolutely um, I mean as long as it doesn't fall into other kind of problematic narratives like the good Muslim bad Muslim thing. And you know, oh, this this is one of the good ones. <laughs> so <laughs> worthy know. of being humanised yeah, <laughs> this is one of the the, yeah. the, the good immigrant, bad ing, immigrant that's kind right, of dichotomy as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, uh, and it's also in the, the framing as well. So, I mean, I was thinking, you know, this story about the um, the, the 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 girl who was kind of helped by the Muslim couple. I mean, imagine if it was like a Daily Mail uh, headline or something, you know. Yeah. A drunk teenager kidnapped by a Muslim couple. And rescued by uh, the parents yeah, the morning after. So, course. I mean, of it's course. it's important for us to have, uh, you know, be in, in, in involved in our own uh, narratives about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Because, y- y- you know, you, you really made a good point there. Because the, the narrative, there's just two things. One is kind of the visual framing, and the other is is a narrative. But every visual framing is kind of. Uh, is is based on a bound by a narrative isn't it so you might see an image but the tagline describing yeah. the image of course informs you what the image is about if the tagline is skewed contorted it's going to affect mm-hmm. your perception of of the so both have to be in place reminds me in fact of the day of uhud you know when uh, when abu sufyan was uh, was kind of exultant you know and he was making these and he was saying you know he says afikum uh, Muhammad is Muhammad amongst you, mm. And the Prophet was there, and he said to the Sahaba, he says, "La tojibu, don't answer him." It's about controlling the narrative. Control the narrative. Yeah. That's it. Don't answer him. <laughs> don't answer him. And then he says, "Afikum Abu Kahafa is a Bakr amongst mm. you." And the Prophet says, "La tojibu, don't answer him." Then he says, "Afikum Ibn Khattab is Umar amongst you." He says, "La tojibu, don't answer him." And then uh, Abu Sufyan says, "O Al Hubal, how high is Hubal? Mm. What the Prophet say? He no will answer him. Mm. Like, now Allah is concerned. Now answer mm. him? You know? You know. And I just found that really so beautiful. Said, well, Allah, that's that's and then, then the Umar says, Fa qool, ya yeah. What do we say, Rasulullah? And The Prophet says, say, qool. Allah ala wa ajal. you know the prophet is the prophet is telling them this is what your narrative should be, and so therefore it's very powerful. Mm. Uh, we have a responsibility to really control our own narrative, you know. Not to react to someone else's. No, exactly, um, because that's just disempowering. You know, you empower yourself by formulating your own narrative. Yeah. You know, I think people like Martin Luther King was was quite, quite. Prominent in this respect because he capitalized on that very important year of 1955, you know, during the horrific, horrific murder of Emmett Till, oh, and by the funny. way, that's that's all dehumanization, isn't it? Yeah. What led to someone committing such an act of brutality on an innocent mm. child has to be years and years of of programs. So what's happening is that you know you mentioned to rehumanize. I tell you why it's that hard; it requires much more effort. Because for you to rehumanize you have to unpeel and unpeel and unpeel layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of stereotyping mm-hmm. before you get to the human being in the frame. Stormy. You see? Because with all of that stereotyping and your colouring and your messing around uh, You know, there's going to be—it's going to leave such an impression on a person's mental psyche that this person isn't fully human like me. But to to get to a point where you can at least see the human being in the frame is is a is a very very big thing. And so, Mm -hmm. and and people like also, you know, because the the year was important because you had, um, you know, you had uh, Rosa Parks same year, Montgomery bus boycott. You had Emmett Till same year. But he capitalised on that to really structure, restructure mm. a narrative, and it's a lot of African Americans. In fact, who were not supportive of uh, of the NAACP, you know, of, of his Southern Bat- Baptist movement, uh, but that kind of uh, the sense of energy and a sense of of narrative making uh, really turned them, I mm. think, in favour of that. Um, and the same, in 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 some respects, could be used as an example yeah. for the Holocaust. You um, know,
0: speaking of Emmett um, Till. Um, I was speaking about this the other day About um, how since his death and mutilation Became a kind of uh, icon for the civil rights struggle Uh Likewise in Syria uh, Hamza Ali Khatib A 13 year old who Mm, was abducted by the secret police And tortured and mutilated And all kinds of horrific uh, mutilation happened on him he was loo- you know, used as a an icon for and an, an sparked waves and waves of um protests and yeah uh ultimately, you know, the, the, the Syrian revolution as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, true. Yeah. You
1: know,
0: th- th- partly you have no choice. You know, you have no choice but to try and react and try to do something to you know, um uh to 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 oh, true. not avenge but kind of shine a light on this oh, yeah. um, exactly
1: people you know. like Ida B. Wells I mean this is before Ida B. Wells was like the beginning I think of the 20th century which This is these were like Ida B. Wells was amazing because what she would do is that she would go around to places where black men had been lynched and she would just simply go there and report on mm. the stories describe those people and she had her own kind of small newspaper you know uh, but as a kind of, uh, I'm sure she had people supporting her. But she's known as being the one of the first ones that went to re- yeah. uh, make the people aware of of the horrific nature of of lynching. Um, you know, I I think sometimes that the dehumanization,
0: although we, when we talk about it, we kind of uh, and, and and the ideological aspects as well. You know, white supremacy, Nazism, um, all that kind of stuff. When we talk about these things, we we talk about them as happening before. The actual oppression, um, but I sometimes I think, you know, it's not that clear a distinction. Sometimes, um, I, I, I feel sometimes that um, the ideology or the, the discourse doesn't precede the oppression, but sometimes it comes afterwards. As a justification for, mm. or, or a rationalization for continuing the the oppression. Yeah, it's true. It's you know, whether true. it's uh, imperialism, the white man's burden kind of um, discourse, or um, you know what what you said, uh, I out of Eichmann, Eichmann said about you know Jews, uh, how to treat the Jews during in the concentration camps. I think that was partly i mean m- not to say they weren't motivated some people weren't motivated by a blind kind of uh, hatred and white supremacy and, and anti-semitism yeah. but partly it's it's a useful tool to use to forward your kind of political well the, the
1: big the big trouble is that in our world today the whole notion of of like terrorist or extremist yeah. is used like that because that's your justification was happening with the Uyghur muslims of china yeah <coughs> uh, it's precisely that. And so uh, they're doing horrendous, horrendous treatment of the Muslims. You yeah. know? I mean, that's beyond structural otherness because it's not only you know, keeping them uh, you know, in, in their own ghettos, if you like, but that is an ethnic cleansing of the Muslims. Mm. Um, but as long as they play this kind of uh, extremist card... Because They're using fully bought yeah. into the war on terror that's rhetoric. That's it. That's it. You know, so, so the rest of the world will kind of believe them because yeah. that's uh, everyone. Because knows, a
0: terrorist know. or an ex- so-called extremist is someone who you can legitimately take the rights away from, and that's right. And and come down with all all the levers of state coercion right. and That's, that's exactly what happens. Uh, yeah, it's a type of uh, uh, otherness.
1: Mm, that's way. right. And it is absolutely. Yeah
0: Sa'alaikum guys, me again, reminding you to head over to islam21c.com forward slash donate to keep the lights on at Islam21C. We pride ourselves on being independent and being funded by the grassroots community. So what what do you, one way to kind of help, because what what we try and do at Islam21C is always trying to give, there's a lot of doom and gloom out there, Yeah, we try to give some kind of practical you know, advice to to people, Muslim brothers and sisters, watching, listening. What can we do in our, you know, sphere of influence, sphere of control, sphere of concern? What can we do in order to help? You know, rehumanize to help. Uh, you know, oppose the dehumanization, the othering. To help our brothers and sisters in Uigher, in, in in East Turkistan, in 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 uh, Kashmir, in India, and in, in Syria. You know, what what do you what do you advise people when you when you talk about this kind of stuff?
1: Well, you know, you know, I don't have all the answers But I, I would simply say that, you know, in, in a very simple way It is to be a better Muslim It isn't, mm-hmm. that's a, as a simple way For us to be more conscious, more aware of what is Islam And to practice Islam in a better way That means, of course, that you have to have a mindset That you're going to try and be the best worshipper of Allah And the best, you know, uh, in, in servitude to kind of, uh, you know, to man Like you're, you're at the service of, of man in, in that sense uh, remember of course The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam You know the first um, in, in, in a kind of uh, In the consciousness of Khadija When he came from the cave And mm-hmm. he was of course worried And, and Khadija says to him uh, No Allah would not never do you any wrong you Why know, And everything she mentioned Was in you know, relation Allah to Allah his role That's know, it You're, you're good in society thing, That's it. both It's both all his social mm-hmm. role mm-hmm. And we have to have a very important social role As Muslims And um, you know, I was just I in the Prophet. The m- Prophet was doing forty Islam. years before. That's right. That's right. Just helping society. Stuff. You know, yeah. people have to see your presence. They have to feel mm-hmm. you, know you. The Prophet was was somebody who everybody knew, and even the, in the one hadith, the Prophet said, Shouldn't I tell you who the fire is forbidden on? Mm-hmm. And they said, "What is who is it?" The said, "The kulu Hayin and sahlin you know, every accessible, mild, polite person, you know, I mean, that person is easy person. to deal, uh, deal with. May Allah make you, uh, all of us, you know, of those people, mm. you know. But I mean, someone that people can approach, you know. Mm. I think we sometimes create our own barriers. Mm. We have amongst ourselves a sense of, of, a feeling of superiority or, or like, mm. you know, we, we're our own kind of, our own in groups we make amongst ourselves, you know. Um, but we have to not do that. You know, empathy means that you can really try and perspective take with somebody else. Yeah. Put yourself in, in another person's position. What does it feel like? You know, the very beautiful hadith of the man when he came and saw the dog. You know, he, when he, the man was thirsty and hungry. He went mm-hmm. in the world you know, in the hadith and, and then he saw the dog and he says. Oh. He says, "What, a, this, what a, the dog is experiencing the same thing that I was experiencing, thirst, yeah. thirst. So he realized this is cognitive. I mean, you have to have affective empathy, cognitive empathy, a feeling for other people. And I think there's many ways for us to do that. I mean, look, we live in communities, we live in societies, we live in streets and roads. We should get to know our neighbors. You know, We, we should have something like a neighborhood watch. We should be the caretakers of that. Mm-hmm. We should look out for our neighbors, look out for people... Uh, We should never be bystanders to injustices, whether they're localized, whether they're national or international. Uh, We should remember the the great role that rescuing plays in this. And that could be rescuing, helping somebody who is suffering from uh, debt, poverty, disease, uh, alienation, discrimination, war, hunger, all of these things. But just simply to have in the frame of mind and whoever amongst you sees an evil let him change it with his hand. I mean having a sense of ac- activity you know, about yourself mm-hmm. ac- you know being a sense of being active in, in, in the Do response think, of other people Do
0: you think this kind of stuff is becoming easier or harder Because you know
1: with the with well I, I, think, the, I think it's harder I think it's harder now because of the rise of social media
0: yeah I I mean, every time I log on I get more and more depressed at the state of: no well maybe well, we should never the, be depressed algorithms no. kind of uh, trolling me. Showing me stuff that's <laughs> gonna make me, uh, you know, annoyed and stuff. Yeah. But I see just, you know, there's so much stuff that can be talked about and can m- so much urgent stuff. Yeah. But I just see Muslims with so much potential, mm. just fighting each other <laughs> and refuting, uh, you know, this scholar and that sheikh and that yeah, person for.
1: I tell you something. I tell you, you always should read. You should read Neil Postman. Mm. You know, honestly, I used to tell people years ago because Neil Postman. I mean, he, he had a he was visionary in that sense, you know, and it wasn't him. I mean, he was from a school of thinking as a kind of a radical social scientist, you could say, a social critic. Um, people like uh, Daniel Boorstin, the image mm. guy to pseudo events in America, and even going back before that, Aldous Huxley, of course. You have Brave New World, Brave New World yeah. con- reconsidered, considered. Um, reconsidered, sorry. Uh So entertaining ourselves to death. Well, it's, that so, nice? it, so that's the title yeah. of of, of Postman's book. Yeah. Uh, you know, amusing ourselves, yeah, amusing to, death, ourselves to death because in his yeah. idea that the Homo Sapien becomes a Homo Scenicus, the mm. man of understanding becomes a man the entertainer. Spendulous. You were all entertainers. Yeah. If I have a YouTube, if I have Facebook, I'm the entertainer. I don't mm. need another. I am the entertainer. I become the I become the mm. man. You know, and that's Aldous Huxley's. Brave new world. So, you have a proliferation of information and everything in books. No one wants to read because it has we're to be all quick. That's it. it. has to be quick. It to be and be we're, all, that's it. we're all self immersed. We're all yeah. immersed in ourselves, you know. And so, I can't see anything outside of my own self importance. This is grandiosity. Mm. You know, if you think about Dajjal, the D- Dajjal, Dajjal, people, they forget Dajjal actually, he has weaknesses. He's not like this all powerful being. I mean, that's one of the things why he's not Allah. He's not like. <laughs> <تصفيق> الله, الله يز... القوي والمتين الهي القيوم the Dajjal has a small things Miracles he will work I mean it's the biggest fitna Because yeah. it will really tempt people Away from Allah mm-hmm. But the Dajjal Like the, the the man, the boy The young man from It says from Medina Who will come and see the Dajjal And people mm-hmm. Sahaba thought he was going to be Umar Because he has that sense of bravado about him And he says mm-hmm. I testify you are the Dajjal, our Prophet By the way, take this out So you know before he does that He comes to the gods of the Dajjal and Hadith And he says uh, he, he will ask them, he says, uh, uh, You know, wh- where is he? Where is uh, yeah. where is the Dajjal? You know, and they will say to him, Awala uh, <laughs> like, You don't believe? Yeah. He's Allah, you know, the God. Yeah. And he is, and they will say, uh, No, I, I, I so in the whole Messiah al he is the false mm. Messiah, the false imposter. And uh, and then they're gonna kill him. Now, take this, I, <laughs> when I read this I thought crazy. so they're gonna kill him, yeah? Mm. But then one of them speaks and says, Wait. Hasn't our Lord forbidden that, that for us to kill anyone except Him? And I thought that's just like the Nazis were like that. You know, the Nazis, yeah. you think the Nazis have this amazing, they have this horrendously, I this horrendous killing machine, yeah. uh, very punctual killing, mass killing, gassing Beocratic. to death, yeah, on time. Yeah. But it had to function like that, and there are reports that sometimes the 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 SS, the Nazis, you know, they would uh, kill random Jews, and they'd be disciplined for that. Sometimes so, even killed yeah. for that, because they went against the the order of the then of the system mm. that you're defying Hitler's orders that this has to run like like clockwork this is a system mm. and I thought this is they're saying something similar yeah. they're saying, you can't kill him only dajjal can kill him yeah. and then they take him then they, they take him to dajjal and dajjal says you know you know the hadith you know uh, you know he will say you are the dajjal uh, our prophet told us about and then he told, then he will look to his people and this is like pharaoh because he will say to him um, he will say uh, um, you know in <laughs> some do you, do you see all of you this is a spectacle creating mm. yeah because they remember that every person immersed in self- grandiosity needs a spectacle you cannot function as a human being by yourself so the whole mm. process we have in Islam of khalwa these things are really a illusion oh, yeah because that's where your self-worth is found. This hadith we're mentioning about Prophet, he was in a cave in seclusion. You know, I mean, he's finding himself, and Allah mm. is giving him everything, you know. But that's so important for self discovery. You can't have self discovery only through the lens of a, of a thousand cameras at you because. On social media accounts. That's it, you know, because they're learning something about you, but is that you? You know, when uh, O.J. Simpson, in the famous, infamous killing of his wife and the wise friend, mm you know when that happened what year was it 1999 or 8 something like that but there's a very ironic thing it's such a big irony that O.J. Simpson when he left there's a very famous iconic scene of this of of, of him in his in his Bronco Bronco car mm-hmm. uh, Ford Bronco I think it was called you know uh, and he's on the motorway the highway like in, in America and he's driving at speed and there's this kind of a it's like he said swarm of, of police mm-hmm. cars you know, <laughs> behind, behind him in, and he's just driving, and they're driving behind him. Uh, you know, O.J. Simpson left a note on his TV screen before he left. Do you know that? No. Guess what he wrote on it. wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's too predictable, brother. Come <laughs> on, you must use your brain. Yeah. Come on okay,
0: I've been on social media too much. I don't, I don't have any more <laughs> new ones
1: left. <laughs> no, check this out. He wrote on the, on the note... Remember the real O.J. Ah. Now think about the irony in that. O.J. Simpson is only a celebrity, only an actor, and only a footballer. Mm-hmm. No one has a clue of who the real O.J. is. But the assumption is that there is a real O.J. In on the screen, mm-hmm. and that's the real O.J. But it's not the spectacle. The spectacle. Mm-hmm. Now the world found out who the real O.J. was, and mm-hmm. that's the other kind of double, triple irony mm-hmm. <coughs> comes across through this. Mm-hmm and so we have to be careful of that because there is a danger of of self-grandiosity of being coming in love like the narcissist becoming in love with yourself and in that sense then you're you're really you and the way these things are set up it it rewards you know simplistic
0: um short soundbites clickbaity stuff which you know some of us uh, engage in <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Well, well, um, th-
1: th- this was this was Boriston and Postman's this was the kind of the fair because the idea was that if you're living in a world of mass media and entertainment, mm. um, and your fixation is with the visual image as opposed to the written word, you will lose as a human being the patience yeah. to be able to read and process the depth of information. When that happens, you're only going to ever be used to sound bites. You only want small, mm. quick, quick bits of information because you can't deal with with processing. Can't read chunks you can't <laughs> obviously. You can't no, yeah. chunks of information yeah. because it requires patience. And patience, you can't deal with because you want quick access, quick internet, yeah. quick everything, and you can't handle it. That uh, this is taking too long for me to understand what's happening in it. But this is going to have an effect on you.
0: And uh, see, it's something. It, it, it also pulls on some kind of primal um, desire of ours to have certainty in something and have it quickly. You know, if some, you know, if I just think about some of the controversies you, you find about you know people talking about du'a and scholars and that kind of stuff. Um, They might have an opinion which is, you know, maybe a bit controversial. But generally speaking, they're an orthodox person, they're a mainstream scholar or something. They might do something politically questionable or whatever, or you know, say something that some people might regard as a mistake or or incorrect. People just want an instant kind of. (laughs) Is he is he a good person or a bad person? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. It's It's uh, not the fact that.
1: Yeah, we do a disservice to ourselves, and and I'm being honest with you because if you look at even. The scholarly traditions mm-hmm. amongst uh, in in other in other settings they don't behave like that. You know they have more calm, more composure, yeah. more sense of you know we have to e- evaluate what's happening. You know yeah. we shouldn't be so quick to react. At another even in our
0: own tradition earlier on. You know before modernity, before right, social that's media. Right, that's right. Ibn Qayyim said such yeah. an amazing quote. He said, "Zalatul ulama aqdar wahum bihar." You know yeah. he said the mistakes of scholars are like you know, pieces of dirt whilst they are oceans. Yeah. And, <laughs> and even, Prophet, you know, when water reaches a particular amount, then, you know, a, a, an
1: impurity doesn't affect it. Allah Akbar. Mm. And even the word zal, the word zal, in fact, isn't, mistake, it means a slip. Yeah. The word mm-hmm. zal means a slip. And the word zal, look how it's used in the Quran. I mean, this is mm. p- powerful because this word what. You know, when I'll, uh, Adam a. 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 yeah, that's it. There's no grand, great fall that necessitates a savior coming to redeem you because Adam just slipped. <laughs> it's, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's only a slip, a stumble, yeah. you know. And then Allah helped him up because <laughs> Adam Allah, you know, inspired Adam with the words to say to make toba. Now look at this narration of Omar. In Umar's Khilafah there was a man who was got uh, involved in a major sin. Okay, and mm. he became shamed, you know, and so he went away from the Masjid. He kept himself in somebody He's doing his major sin, and Umar once asked, "Where is that man that we used to see in the Masjid? Where is he gone?" and and they said, "Oh, he's doing this major sin now, and so this is why he doesn't come back." And Umar says, "To call somebody who can write, and we'll write a letter to the man, and we'll send it to him." And and Umar just wrote one. Of, he says, "Number one, min Umar ibn khattab not like a min a middle mm-hmm. This is a man to man. We're all human beings. We're all in this together." To you, one verse in the Quran, Surah Al Ghafir Allah is, That's it, one ayah, stamp it, send it, seal it, send it. Allah is saying, Allah is the forgiver of sins, Allah is the acceptor of repentance, Allah is severe in punishment, Allah's blessings are endless, and everything goes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no God except Him, no one worship deserves worship except Him, and Allah's blessings are, and, and everything goes back to Allah. And then after a while, Umar asked, what has happened to that man that you know we, was, we were worried about? We said, let him. Mm-hmm. And, and they said, he's back with us. Back with mm-hmm. us. You know. And mm-hmm. Umar said this to him. He, says, he said, He, looked, he said, mm-hmm. This is how you behave mm-hmm. if you see one of your brothers slip. And don't be shaitan supporter against him right mm. now that's this is a standard this is how we're supposed to behave like you mentioned the ibn qayyim's quote it isn't mm. that you kind of throw all the boulders at a person whenever you see notice something that's kind of uh, not to your full liking you know yeah. it is that you have a sense of patience a sense of discipline maturity deal with things i mean the ulama should deal how with do you get that
0: how do we encourage people to get that one way we try to do is encourage reading encourage because when you read someone's written word you're forced to, you know, pay attention to, to detail, to go along of course, a, a extended of course. I argument. I think everyone,
1: them. I mean, everyone should know their place, you know, like it, it is not befitting for us to realm, go and delve into areas that we're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. There are there are things that the ulama, they, they discuss, they talk about, they write about, and you know, everyone has their own place, you know, we should, we should respect them. <laughs> Yeah, it's it a, runs it's a everywhere, you know, it's a, bit, a you know, trouble, and and the sad thing is di- everybody. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, there's people saying in Arabic that says You know, wherever Allah mm. plants you, blossom. I mean, you can be beautiful and blossom wherever you are. You know, there's no need for mm. you to capture the entire world and think if I don't have this. Is in fact connected to compare and despair culture of Instagram, Snapchat, mm. because young children they feel as if I'm not everywhere, and I can't be as many have made likes as this this my my mm. friend whatever and i'm just going to live in that sense of despair and in order to fulfill my sense of happiness i have to do something that's more outlandish more crazy yeah. more kind of sensational Than a look at me look at me and i think this is kind of it's a bit like this culture i think but maybe stemming from this because it's more about sensationalist headlines sensationalist yeah. videos sensationalist presence persona you know you have to sound sensationalist you know mm. and to make yourself and then your followers, I think, yeah, this is really must be this must be the thing, mm-hmm. you know. And I think there is a deception in this. And you I begin think that to
0: believe you're on hype as
1: well. Yeah, exactly. You know,
0: our sheikh, our Murabi, he said something once. I only re- recently appreciated. it. He said this years ago. He said, "Don't feel like the Ummah needs you or Islam needs you to refute something or to." Clarify something, and if you don't clarify, if you don't say something, then Islam, the truth will be lost, and you know, mainstream or orthodox opinions will be disappeared because you didn't <laughs> speak out. So, yeah. a a and I I, th- I saw the people ha- have gone down the path of you know, trying to what according to their opinions and their analysis of things, you know, which is an ishtihadi issue, you know, started refuting scholars and getting worse and worse and worse, and pointing their eye, pointing their guns at fellow muslims yeah. well, let alone yeah. you know um, and scholars and, and, and leaders and so forth yeah. uh, i've seen where that's taken them it's such a blessing to be prevented from allah saying, yeah. keep
1: know, keep um, keep away yeah keep away this is allah's i
0: feel i like this kind of savior complex that if i don't re- speak out then the you know islam will be lost one, no, no. and everyone will start you know wearing rainbow flags and <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, uh, start doing no, all kinds true. of uh, yeah. nonsense.
1: Just, just have know your place. I mean, that's the thing. You know, when there's a beautiful maxim. It comes from um, Omar bin Abdul Aziz. It says, like, so he had a son, and his son went and bought an expensive ring, hmm. and Omar wasn't there, and and they wrote to Omar. They said, you know, your son, what his done is, but and Omar says to, wrote to his son, and he says, I want you to go and sell this ring and go and buy a ring made of a Chinese copper, I mean, the cheapest cheapest material. And
0: even back then the Chinese were. Low <laughs> <laughs> no labor costs and cheaper.
1: Yeah, and he yeah. says, and he said, have engraved on the ring. Made in China. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not made in China, brother. Oh, Allah give you hidayah, man. I mean, I mean. I mean. <laughs> he said, have engraved on the ring. <laughs> May Allah have mercy on the man who knows his true worth. Meaning, you keep yourself. Alone. Don't walk on the earth with insolence. The poet mm-hmm. said, um, uh, Don't walk on the earth except with humility. How many people under the earth are higher than you? Mm-hmm. Keeping a sense of, you know, the earth will bear witness for you or against you. You don't want to be such a, so heavy-handed. You know, with uh, in your sense of being, in persona towards mm-hmm. others, so all of these things are extremely important. I think that just a sense of respect to, for the yeah. tradition, for the tradition, respect for tradition. You know, we should learn a lot about adab, mannerism. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in the Islamic history, you know, we had great books. You know, written by uh, like the tradition on the mirrors of princes, which was a tradition written for the sultans, but it's about behaviorism. Even other mm-hmm. was adab uh, and books on akhlaq um a very very because without this like the ulama would say even ima, imam ima, ima, ima malik would say to the children ya Bune, uh, learn, before you learn knowledge. Mm-hmm. his mother said to him ya Bune, علمي, go to Arabia, mm-hmm. learn from his before you learn from his knowledge and they would say things like Eat Mm. Go and learn from the fuqaha knowledge But learn their manners before you learn their knowledge Because that's mm. more beloved to me Than that you come home with much hadith mm. What if you come with the hadith And you're just using the hadith as a weapon mm. against people You have no sense of internal, internalizing the, the great value of that hadith Reminds mm-hmm. me sometimes Sahaba when they would narrate Hadith like the famous Hadith Hadith Qudsi when Allah says Ya Aibadi Inni Haramtu Zulma Ala Nafsi Wajadu Baitkom Haraman Fala Ta'zhalim Then he goes Ya Aibadi You know Kullukum dalan and it's a long Hadith. Mm-hmm. One of the narrators Abu this Al Khawlani, it says If he would kneel on the floor. When he would narrate this hadith, out of it's respect not. for the magnitude of the hadith, having that sense of tradition mm. and sense of you know, this is much, this is so big. I mean, this is this is a revelation from the heavens to the earth, yeah. and Allah made me. You know, Allah in the Qur'an he says he says ya mm. aslamu. Allah says what you just said. I mean, mm. how you're describing. They they think that you know you're doing a favor. You know, then they become you, Muslim. Yeah, yeah you think this is some kind of a favor mm-hmm. they're doing to you? And Allah says it is not. That they're doing a favour to anyone, it's a favor upon them that mm-hmm. Allah made them Muslims. Mm-hmm. And when Allah says Wala illa wa muslimoon, the ulama they say Allah says you have fear of Allah, this last part, antum so Allah is saying if Allah is saying don't die unless you are Muslims. Well, how would you know if you don't know when you're going to die, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. And the whole point is saying that, therefore, just make sure at every moment you're reaffirming your sense of mm. your sense of submission. Islam submission to Allah. Therefore, that sense of cautiousness that we should have, I think, is the same. We also with need this. like
0: uh, humility, just in in, in, in your own analysis of something. And you know, however big a researcher or scholar you might be, the, the you know, when scholars disagree with each other, you can tell there's some kind of. You know um, Manners There's some compassion There's some And mechanism of research I think it was yeah. Imam
1: Shibli. It was Imam Shibli He said Imam Shibli. I think it was who said that the Knowledge is in three stages And he said the, f- the first one Is that when people Start learning They become arrogant Isn't arrogant Is the first one Three gates Three gates I think yeah. It was The tribute
0: Abdullah bin Abbas Abbas Okay The first gate Is ignorant, uh, arrogance Arrogance You think ignorance. you know everything Yeah. Then um, Ignorance because I you think realize was the last one. Final gate, uh, gate was uh, ignorance. Second gate was humility. Humility, something yeah. like that. Yeah, we'll just add an <laughs> add it properly later.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're all changing it around. To summer, I mean. yeah. yeah, I love so this. So we yeah. unreliable narrators. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but that that's a, that's a very profound, you know, yeah. to realize that the, your first step is you're going to be uh, the, you're going just knowing, think you know just
0: knowing what you don't know, because mm. a lot of us we. I mean, this kind of phase used to happen in private, maybe, or you, know, you used to affect your immediate surroundings. But now it's, out, it's it's played out online, and thousands of people can see. No. When you think, you know, when people don't realize the difference between a th- the, you know a hadith or an iron theory or a ruling from uh, from the past, yeah. and you implementing it on a particular thing in real life now, right? Mm. So some people, don't, many people, don't realize that that s- that process of you implementing it on a real life thing in real life right here is something that requires a a scholar to of do. Yeah, and and we might think we're we're following the the early scholars, we're following the tradition, we're following the Quran and the Sunnah. If we, you know, find some something, some ruling somewhere and we apply it ourselves here and we say, Oh yeah, look, that's yeah, right and that person's disagreeing with this and you know he's a deviant or he's you know changing Islam or he's watering down things. Mm-hmm. We're not realizing that that process of us applying something from from a book that we find and and, and saying it applies here in real life That goes through our own cognitive process of course it And that's in, and influenced and painted and coloured by so many things We should have the humility to say Okay, I think that applies here But, you know, disclaimer I'm not a scholar If a scholar disagrees with me Obviously I yeah. have to be, you know, humble Yeah in that. Assalamu alaikum guys. Last reminder, I promise, head over to islam21c.com forward slash donate to help this movement get to the next level. So we have genuine, high quality media articulating Islam in the 21st century
1: and developing confident Muslims impacting the world for the better. One of the things Ali ibn Abi Talib, he says, he said, He said, it is from ilm It is from knowledge For the one who doesn't know To say mm. Allah knows best I mean that is That is a statement of knowledge That's The right. angels they said <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> Glory be to Allah We have no knowledge That's your foundation point Except what you've taught us That's You right. know, Glory be to you You're know, mm-hmm. are all knowing All wise So I think we should be We should be careful you know, Of our own selves yeah. Because uh, Shaitan isn't Shaitan will trap you one way or another Famous story of uh, Imam Malik
0: Rahimahullah. Yeah. He was asking Understood. a question Once I had an exam with I think it was uh, <laughs> Sheikh Bilal Ismail He had a, yeah. we had a uh, Like a Skype test yeah. Yeah. And he said have you prepared I said um, well uh, Half of knowledge is to say I don't know <laughs> So if I say <laughs> la adri To each question <laughs> I'm guaranteed 50% <laughs> <50 percent. laughs> <laughs> And he goes to me you are guaranteed a fail Because the <laughs> pass mark is 60% Oh, well, oh yeah <laughs> I was like oh, I I'm I'm looking looking. The um, <laughs> uh, So part of your, your, your research And your interest You were saying that Is, is in uh, Let me try and pronounce this correctly apoc- Apocalypticism mm. And messianism mm. And eschatology And uh, all that kind of good stuff Good stuff um, <laughs> So So uh this this recent kind of uh another thing i get annoyed with you know with muslims kind of just sharing and uh, making a big deal out of something and making it go viral is this um, netflix series called messiah and um you mentioned you know you 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 saw some of it for your research purposes mm. uh, i haven't seen it but i was i, I kind of knew what was coming that somebody strategically probably leaked us out to make a massive you know um uh, f- furori about this, and make 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 uh, people, r- religious people, Muslims,
1: Christians, Jews in particular, kind of
0: share oh. this around and make it go viral. What were what were your views about this? About this? Uh uh,
1: yeah. Okay. So m- my PhD, in fact, was on uh, is on looking at the uh, the pace of uh, books of Fada'il al-Quds. You mm. know, in uh, Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, and Sham, and Sh- Sham generally, and and the place of religious poetry. You know, right. in the effort to recapture Al Quds from the Crusaders, um, jihad poetry, jihad poetry. That's right, yeah, and other poetry also. Yeah, yeah. there's love poetry in there. Yeah, you know, love poetry in there. It's romantic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the uh, but the idea of apocalypticism was very central in in that respect because of mm. the newfound things happening in Bila, in sham at that time. It was the first time ever Muslims had lost Bila al-Maqdis mm. and so even As-Sulami, by the way, in the Kitab al-Jihad, he he painted this whole thing in apocalyptic terms by saying that you know if you are the ones that are gonna fight the crusaders and take back Jerusalem perhaps you'll be with the army that would capture Constantinople mm. and then iselin will descend and then you will be with his army mm. yeah mm. say so, no now up in the second in the in the four uh, in the four accounts of his speech in clermont in 1095 um one of them uh, is, one a of Nogène, is a one by mancom Gibert of nojean who is was a french priest or a monk and uh, and he painted his speech in very apocalyptic terms mm. saying that if he uh, you know, fight the, uh, uh, make the 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 the, the Mas Al Aqsa into a temple once again. Then the Antichrist is going to come and sit on the temple, and then Jesus is going to come and fight the Antichrist. And so it's kind of a very apocalyptic setting. This is kind of, of um,
0: the Christian, the right-wing Christians' kind of um, involvement in Zionism. As that's well, right. That's it? right. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. Because it, they, that's
1: it. Because they believe that place, what we call Al Aqsa, the entirety of the compound between the walls mm. uh, of of Sulaiman or the original walls at least. Um, is, uh, is Al-Aqsa but they believe that that's where the Antichrist has to sit before Jesus comes and, and defeats him um, and so therefore it's very kind of geared towards that mm. um, Messianism is this idea that you know history world always needs a Messiah like a saviour to save itself from its, from its perils um, in in Balad sham you had a lot of earthquakes, particularly in eleven fifties, mm. and these earthquakes raise anxieties and tensions in the Muslims because they thought something is happening. That was kind of uh, that was um, so eleven fifties and eleven eighty three. A big thing happened called the Red Sea Incursion of Renald de Chatillon when he traveled to the Hijaz and he wanted to unearth the body of Rasulullah um, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And so, and then Saladin sent his naval, uh, you know, expedition uh, headed by. Uh, um uh, Hussamudin, Hussamudin Lutlu. Uh, and he prevented Rinald Chautemps, you know, doing mm. that. But he was so close, by the way. But mm. what it did is it kind of raised ant- 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 anticipation because thinking, well, something really yeah. big is happening. A kind um, of
0: mood was it the turn of the Islamic century as well? That's right. That's right. So yeah, yeah. You know, the that new that century. kind of Absolutely. millenarian uh, exactly. mood in the a reviver yeah. is going to come. Absolutely.
1: So, but what it did is it kind of it worked favorably in one respect for the army of Saladin because they mm. because it kind of. It meant that their jihad was was a more worthy jihad, a more important jihad, a more mm-hmm. kind of uh, kind of cataclysmic. It was more lasting. It was more meaningful in that sense. It gave them that sense of added impetus. Um, but there, of course, is a is a is a great danger mm-hmm. in having a mindset that is apocalyptic fueled. Very very dangerous. Uh, you know, a lot of cults, particularly mm-hmm. Christian cults, who, Waco is a very famous example. But there's so many others, more contemporary, more recent ones. Many things happen <coughs> in Russia. You know where they uh, they believe the end is coming. Two thousand, I think twelve was one year. Two thousand sixteen was another year. So
0: yeah, some people with hats and t-shirts. <coughs> and like yeah,
1: and they, they said it, it's going to happen now. Mm. And so they kind of uh, they become recluse and they don't not socially active anymore. Mm. And they kind of get a lot of uh, you know soups and tins of tinned food and they stockpile them, you know, and weapons as well. And they prepare themselves for the Armageddon. A bit like Brexit. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stockpiling. <laughs> yeah. Stockpiling. Exactly. Stockpiling food. But it's beautiful. Look at this hadith. Allah Akbar. You know, I, I actually gave a talk in East London on uh, on New Year's Eve. My talk was titled the return of the Messiah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they because they said the, the, the Netflix series came out the next day on the yeah. first. And it was kind of I think it was good because it was kind of just to to forewarn the Muslims perhaps mm-hmm. because uh, because there are a lot of confusing things in in that in, in the T V series, mm-hmm. the Messiah, by the way, that I thought very confusing. But in but in our tradition, because we were on the on the point of apocalypticism, the the Prophet he he disallowed us mm-hmm. to have such an attitude as Muslims. In mm-hmm. fact, the very famous hadith. Um, he says "In if, if, if the last hour comes And in one of your hands is a seed And you're on the floor about to plant the seed And you're able not to get up until you've planted it Plant mm-hmm. the seed Meaning just be active Be socially productive in society Now one of the ones I really love Is from Abdullah ibn Salam Allah be pleased with him The one who was a Jew became a Muslim The rabbi mm-hmm. became Muslim Sahabi Jalil." And and he says, um, in If you hear the Dajjal mm-hmm. has come out, and you're in the valley and you have your seeds to plant, do not delay in planting the seeds. And look what he says, look at this, look at look at perception, look at the genius, the wisdom. He says, Because (laughs) (laughs) look at the genius, you know. I mean, it gives me shivers sometimes when I think, "Oh my God, this is too, this is too brilliant." He says, "Because people after him will have life."
0: So, if, if you was not
1: going to end, that's <laughs> it. So, people will need the trees, yeah. they need the fruit, they need the shade, they'll need the water. Mm. And if you don't plant your seeds, when he goes after his 40 days on earth, mm. then what's going to happen to the people after? Meaning, always think about your future investments. Mm. The things you do today make it lasting and meaningful for those who come after you to t- tomorrow. So therefore that's kind of very offsets the idea of being in a mindset of a being so fearful in fact the once they were used to be scared of the dajjal you know and the prophet came mm-hmm. and he says what are you so, so. worried because they said that we any like you know rustling of the leaves would make us panicky as a dajjal and the prophet said to them he said look if the Dajjal mm-hmm. comes while I'm alive I'll deal with him for mm-hmm. you he said if he comes out, the, the kids of Medina will chase him away with their slippers <laughs> you know that's iman allah akbar <laughs> but he says if he comes when i'm not here wallahu khalifatu to ala muslim mean, allah is the khalifa of every muslim uh, and he says ya 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 ibadullah ya ta- a- yeah. he says ya ibadullah ya ibadullah ya ibadullah fast tu in that time o servants of allah bis bi fam and he says either if he comes amongst you, remember your Lord isn't one eye. Do you gave him these things. Mm. You know, عَشْرِ آيَاتٍ مِنْ أَوَّلِ Whoever memorizes first ten ayatul al-kahf, ayat, he's protected from the Dajjal. Imam An-Nawi, mm. by the way, says, why did he mention the first ten ayatul He kahf Allah, Whoever Allah. contemplates these 10 mm. verses is afflicted with it. What is Allah saying? Don't be uh, afflicted by but, the tribulation of the yeah. What is Allah saying? Mm. Everything you see of spectacle, mm. of amazement, finery, everything is like the pompous, it's everything that's tensile. beauty. That's it. It's just there for a short time. Yeah. See, it's isn't. It's all fleeting, it's all passing. And Allah is saying, just like it's there, one day it's just not going to be there. Mm. So never feeling, having a sense of amazement. Ah, oh, this is so amazing. How is the Dajjal doing all of that? He's pointing to the sky, the rain is coming. But he has limitations, this is the main point. Mm. His limitations, one physical defect, of, of course, of his right eye. He has limitation in power because the boy, by the way, when he's cut in half and the Dajjal walks between him you know, and the mm. one who was killed, he will say to the people, um, he will say to them, Ya yuhan O people, Innahu la yaf'al ba'di bi min nas, O people, he will never do ever again to anyone else after he's done to me. Limitation, meaning that means his power is limited. We can only do it like mm-hmm. once in this big scene, and then after that, he will have no power to do it ever again, you know? And all of these are things for us to think about. Mm-hmm. The weakness uh, of this. And to be mindful, and it's very important. In fact, I had a thing you know, with my own family. I said, "We need to know about the Dajjal. You need yeah. to, know the Pro- prophets. This is one of the the big components of the tradition of alamata of the signs of the end of time. But not never for us to become so um, mm. apocalyptic in our mindset, thinking that you know I can't function. Allah wants you to function as a, as a mm. member of society, to be purposeful, to yeah. be good to people, your neighbors, and everything. And when things come then they come, then you have to be resilient, you know. So you think this some. series
0: was just trying to um kind of Well I think it get, creates confusion.
1: Yeah, it, it did, it did because they remember that the, the the in the series I had it was rubbish anyway. <laughs> yeah. American propaganda, you Yeah, no yeah, for sure, because it's so. always the CIA work out everything. Yeah. I mean they must really know some proper <laughs> secrets. How do they always how does America always understand yeah. everything? Yeah. because the CIA figure out he's kind yeah. of a con artist, you know. You know, it has to spoil the <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
0: so so um, the this little fake Dajjal was uh, beaten by the real Dajjal.
1: yeah but but the, but the thing is then there's an ending of it which mm-hmm. kind of upturns things again, so mm-hmm. the the thing that's i think for Muslims to be very mindful of is uh that the dajjal of course has a uh you know, Dajjal has a, a place. The Prophet said, you know, uh, uh, since Adam was created until end of time, every Prophet warned people about the Dajjal. Mm-hmm. There's no fitna greater than the fitna of Dajjal since Adam until the end of time. Uh, and he will come with a lot of temptations. You know, the Prophet says, Man mm-hmm. anhu Whoever hears of him should stay away from him. Stay mm-hmm. away from him. It isn't something of curiosity, I'm gonna go and see the Dajjal. Because in rajul a man will go to him thinking that you know he's someone truthful and he will follow yeah. him. The Prophet says that a man will go and and and, and restrain his women. You know, for mm-hmm. he will keep them he keeps them at home. Khafatan, mm-hmm. out of fear and takhruj because out mm-hmm. of fear that they're going to, he's gonna go out to see him. Mm-hmm. So therefore be mindful of that. It isn't something that's that's easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if people are aware, we what do you know. think
0: about these interpretations that you know, the is like a system or, you know, some kind of or no, America, I mean, no. or Hollywood, or capitalism, <laughs> or,
1: you know, what about Disney? You forgot yeah, Disney, Disney, brother. Yeah, that's, you that's forgot that. that I just yeah. mentioned a point. By We weren't yeah. listening at poker. Yeah, contest, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> I gave all the clues. That was the, the science, brother. <laughs> 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 I gave all yeah. the clues there. You yeah. know. Yeah, no, I mean, the jolly is a man. He is described as yeah. Shahab Shab uh, uh, mm-hmm. Ahmar Qasir He's given physical descriptions As being short And reddish in appearance And, and a young man And of course his eyes Is a defect in his right uh, You know and, and these are i tell you what, look, When the Prophet says For example <laughs> as- That he will uh, You know as he, he will pass in, in the earth uh, For 40 days Okay Arba'una yawman Or laylan uh, yeah,
0: Disney has been around for longer. <laughs>
1: no, he says. You know, uh, so he says the first day will be the the span of uh, of uh, of as as a year. Oh, okay. And the yeah. second day as mm-hmm. a month, and the third day. Uh, uh, says your, your, his days will be like your days. meaning that mm-hmm. they're the, the just normal days. So first day a year, second day a month, and the remaining days as normal days. Now look at the, look at the question of Sahaba. You know, Umar once says, he said, he once says, uh, he once said, he said that uh, that a good question is half of knowledge. Right. Yeah, look at the Sahaba, look at the questions that they asked. Yeah, this is where our our faith should be, how our mm. level of concern should be in Islam.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember this one. How you know, they, they
1: are s- we going to work out the prayer times Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> they said, <and> they said <laughs> Would it be enough for us to pray once? The, yeah. You know, they're asking about things that affect their akhirah. What about our daily yeah. prayers? How are we going to deal with this? You know, and this shows, this shows yeah. a Islam level tr- of understanding. Calculator. You know, a level of understanding for them because yeah. they're concerned about how that's going to affect their More normal practice yeah. of Islam. And it's a proof for them. Mm. You know, it reminds me of the hadith about when you die, you know, Allah gives us deaths upon Iman. I mean, yeah. I mean, it says that when you're in your grave, you know, you're in your grave and the angel of death, and the angels will come, Munkar and Nakir, and they will say to the deceased person, Ijlis, sirab, you know, he will sit up without anxiety, without apprehension. If it was a pious servant of Allah, may Allah make us uh, of them. I mean, yeah, yeah. And then it says in one narration uh, that he will see uh, like a scene of the sun setting. And he will sit up rub his eyes cool and he will say, "Let, let me <laughs> let me pray." <laughs> 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 it's authentic hadith, and he say, "Let me pray Salah," <laughs> you know, and they will say, "No, no, first he answer our questions." You know, but it just shows it. <laughs> it's a proof yeah. for him even in the grave allah akbar you know mm-hmm. and this is just a, a whole point about the fact that the dajjal is a, is a, it is a, is a living is a person mm-hmm. it's not a system I mean the system of course could be too, supporters um, of the dajjal you know? up
0: in uh, all of these theories and worrying about the physical nature but worry about you know your practice yeah, of the practices yeah i mean, I mean
1: the, the system of course could be you know, yeah. cohorts of the Dajjal, supporters of yeah. Dajjal, they could help implement his system. They could be the pre runners yeah. to establish like, fitna and facade in the world before he comes. All of that is true. I'm not denying yeah. that. But I'm saying him as a person the Prophet spoke of, that's yeah. a living human being. Yeah. He is from he's from Bani Adam, he's from the sons of Adam. Okay,
0: SubhanAllah. Yeah. Okay, um, I'd like to carry on this combo. I mean, time flies when you're having fun, Alhamdulillah. But we've got to let you go, I'm afraid. Allah and bless you. I mean khair. you as well. Zakal for coming. Khair. Uh, Shaykh Usman. <laughs> 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 Thank you for watching at home as well if you <laughs> like the this podcast give it a like and a share let us know your thoughts uh, in your in the comments below uh, also don't forget to uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcast if you're um, into that kind of stuff we're on iTunes Google uh, Spotify castbox all that kind of good stuff if you made it to the end of this podcast well done you've got some uh, extra awesome points mashallah and uh, see you in the next one zakallahu khairan assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah wa salamun